At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Coming up on episode 321 of Wheel Bearings, we've got the Ford F-150 Lightning, the Kia Seltos, Toyota's Tokyo EV Concepts, Mercedes having challenges selling EVs, Cybertruck deliveries coming soon, maybe. Uh, Stellantis pulls out of SEMA, Los Angeles, and CES. The uh, refreshed Model 3, again, fails to meet range claims, uh, transforming the bright drop delivery van into a camper, UAW layoffs, and more. All that coming up next. Hey everyone, it's Sam Abu Al Samad. Um, this is the last you'll be hearing of me on today's show because I am in Asia right now. I spent the past week in Korea and I'm going to be in Japan this week for the Japan Mobility Show. So for the rest, for the next uh, hour and a half or so, it will be just Robbie and Nicole. Enjoy. Okay, everyone, welcome to Wheel Bearings, episode 321. I am Nicole Wakeland from The Road Reflected. And I am Roberto Baldwin from SAE International. And Sam is missing. He's wandering around Japan, right? Yes. He's big in Japan. He's tonight. big in Japan. And we're trying if you're to... Alphaville fan, fans will, will get that we'll get reference. That. All three of them. <laughs> Um, and then, so, so it's just me and Robbie was recording this. So, which is weird because Sam usually runs everything for us. Right. We're like, just, we're just, we're just lost children who, who just fall into a podcast once right. a week and Sam like, takes care of everything. Sam gives us and we're like, good to go. It's like, Oh God, I gotta, I have to create the link. I'm using some fancy recording thing. There's extra buttons. There's a timer. This is very scary stuff. Romero. I like to point out that I'm not doing anything still. He's doing the same thing. I'm trying to do other things. I'm like, oh, dear God, no. Now that means I get to pick who goes first, and it's not me. You get to go first. Oh, this week I drove the uh, Ford F-150 Lightning. Um, okay, so I've driven this vehicle before. Um, and, and first of all, it's for for a couple of reasons – I think it's the best F-150 for most people. Why? To be honest. Because it does all the things you want to do. It's got a, it feels like it has a smoother ride. It's all-wheel drive. It just, it just feels like a nicer vehicle. And because we're, you know, these, uh, we, we, we treat these, these trucks as luxury vehicles that just happen to have a bed in the back. This is the best, this is the luxuriest <laughs> of the luxury versions of the F-150. Um, yeah, it has uh, I don't know, like three hundred miles of range or something goofy. Um, yeah, exactly three hundred miles of range. Doing anything, and you don't have anything in the bed, and it's not very cold outside. Yeah, it, even with even we threw a bunch of rocks in the bed. I don't know, probably like a thousand. It felt like a thousand pounds of rocks. Why and then I, I the thing is, I've done rocks. We yeah, we got rocks. Okay, the rocks is a thing that people sometimes buy okay. to put to cover up like dirt area. <laughs> So you're covering up dirt with rocks. Okay. So we're coming up dirt with like fancy rocks. They're all the same rocks, so it looks nice. You put them down. It looks like a like a Zen garden sort of. Okay. Um, but they're they're very expensive and they're also very heavy. Yes. And so we threw a bunch of those in the back of it. And I was driving, and this is I had the same thing happen with the, the Maverick where I stuck a bunch of rocks. It was like 600 pounds of rocks in the back of the Maverick, and I was driving, and I had to do it twice. And so I'm driving. 
I had to pick up rocks two times. And the first time I forgot to put it in load mode, you know, when you got a big load. And I drove it home and it nothing, didn't matter. You didn't care. <laughs> and, the, and the next time I'm like, oh, wait, wait, there's this whole mode for, you know, when you have a bunch of crap in the back of your, your truck. And I put it in that. And I was like, I guess this is better. I don't. Did <laughs> it you was the same. any difference? It, I, I guess I had a little bit more low end. It gave, you know, I think it, it adjusted the low end um, acceleration just a bit, okay. but it tapered off pretty quickly. So you wouldn't like knock all our stuff over and um and it was the same thing with the f-150 lightning i mean you're driving around with with an electric vehicle with a ton of torque and you're like oh i better put it in load mode <laughs> i put a load mode i was like i guess this is better and when you put it in it's like oh it makes the acceleration smoother i'm like i guess it's not as it's not as like yeah it's a little bit more yeah so as you're taking off yeah it's a bit more mild mannered so you don't knock all your rocks out so, um so yeah, so it, it um, I, I did load mode and I drove it around. And, yeah, it's just it's it, my, I mean my biggest issue with the F one fifty is you can't see out the front of the damn thing, which is the, the issue with all the modern trucks. And this is all the arm big, like the front, the the the, the design, because it's like a ninety degree angle. Yeah. If you just sort of slid, you know, if you look at older trucks like pre generate pre like last two generations, like the front was like slant a little bit and it had yeah. a little bit of a curve, so you could see more of what's going on. And then the Raptor appeared, and it was just a giant Ford billboard, That's and it's just a big flat, <laughs> yeah, it's just a big flat thing, and everyone loved it. And so then all the automakers said, "That's what we need to do. We need to make it harder for you to see what's going on in front of you." I mean, I get that it's like it creates this like, okay, you want a vehicle to have a presence, right? So it has to look like bold and impressive, and it's out there, and like I have a big truck, truck. But it's like, oh my gosh, it's just this oh giant gosh. girl coming at you. It's impossible to see around. It makes. It makes it's, trucks feel unwieldy. It does. It it makes you feel like it, it makes you feel uh, less connected to the road. It makes yeah. you feel like you don't like what's going on in front of me. And it's also why whenever I'm in a drive-through of any type, uh-huh. um, trucks are always like one length, one car length behind the vehicle in front of them. Or at least I'm like, why is there so much room between that person and that truck? I'm like, oh, because they don't understand how like how close they are. Right. You they don't. They they can't, can't figure it out because there's no room. <laughs> Yes, you look and you think like, I can kind of see the bumper. Oh, wait, now I can't. And by the time you can't see the back of the car in front of you, you're still six feet away from it. You just Yeah, you're like, oh, I can't see that car anymore. And you're like, how far away am I? And you turn on the little camera and it's like, there's like an animal sanctuary that's popped up between you and the vehicle in front of you because there's so much room. Exactly. But if without the little camera, I'm like, no, and no one wants to waste their time with it. It's just like, I'll just sit back here, three full car lengths (laughs) and the vehicle in front of me just to be safe. Just the, and making everyone behind you being like, what is wrong with that There's person? Why are they not moving forward? Playing in your phone, pull forward. Pull yeah. forward. It's only uh, when you're right at the speaker box. Because when you're right at the speaker box, if you don't pull forward, then the guy behind you, like your tail, the tail end of your truck's in the way. Oh, it's in the, the way. And you can't, you like you're so close. Like, oh, I just want a cheeseburger. And he's like way just, far away. Yeah. <laughs> that's about it. That's the only time it's a problem. Otherwise, it's like to get everybody in a truck break. I would love to see them not have such big... It's Where it's a packaging, it's a design issue. It's 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 not you know they, not they, these are small it. these are smart people. Yeah, <laughs> they know what they're doing. Suppose they can make this better. You think they um, could? Yeah. Um. And 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 the other thing is, I think we all know how much I like the Maverick. I like small trucks. I think you know small truck is great. And the whole time I'm driving around this thing, I'm like, this is a really nice vehicle. Like the like, like the layout, the interior, everything's really nice. Now shrink this down. Take some of the you know the niceties out. It doesn't need to you know. I don't I don't need a luxury truck and make a Maverick. 
make a small make little a EV Maverick. What would you cut instead of the Lightning? You'd have to because it's F one fifty Lightning. It would have to be the Maverick. It could just have a know. big. I don't Maverick, know. Maverick. I don't know. Electric oh. something. You have to come with a name that's less impressive than Lightning, but still. What's the another Maverick word? Static. I don't know. The Transformer. Up with something because... a little less. Powerful. The static, <laughs> the static electricity. The Maverick static electricity. The, the Maverick rub your feet, rub your your socks on the on the carpet. Right. <laughs> zap your friend. Zip zip zip. That would be the ad. Zip, zip, zip. Maverick. <laughs> the shock. The Maverick shock. The Maverick shock. There the we shocker. That works right. Mm. Yeah, sure. Shock. There we go. We've named <laughs> the, the Maverick people. shocker. Just build it now, Ford. We fixed that Just whole problem it. for you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Drove it around, had it for a week. Like I said, I went and picked up some rocks. I went and picked up some, um, like a big cabinet thing. You get, like, you kind of like if you don't own a truck, whenever one comes in, I'm like, I'm like trying to think of like truck things to do. And then of course, you know, at the end, the, the truck's gone. And then we realize, oh, we need to do all these things in the backyard. Like I have to build a, like a trail, like with little paver bricks. Yeah. And um, so now we're doing that with the the cross track that's in our. <laughs> that's that is actually the absolute rule. Like the minute you get the truck, you think I don't have anything trucky I need to do this week. There's nothing that I need to do. And the minute it leaves, she's like, "Wait, oh, wait, I needed that one thing. I needed that, that lumber. Thing. I needed to haul that old dresser to the dump. I needed mulch. I needed rocks to attractively adorn." And then lawn. you, and then it turns out you could just do it with the car you have. <laughs> Which is what we did. For the most part, unless you have something that's super unless Long. it's furniture or like fully like the length of plywood, like two by fours and stuff, you can get it's, away with doing almost every home project home improvement thing just with a little vehicle. You just might yeah. need to make more than one trap. I got a long I got I got eight foot long two by fours once in my BRZ by putting them out. Did from, you really? By putting them out the drive the passenger side window. Oh, now that makes sense. I'm like, how? So it was like I was jousting as I was driving around town. It's pretty great. Did you in your head imagine uh, a little clippity clop, clippity clop of little coconuts? Like I had a little coconuts. Down. I just I wasn't even using the hand the, the steering wheel. I was using coconuts. You were just doing coconuts the whole time. Yep. Clop, yeah. Clop, 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 clop. So yeah, F-150. I know that um, Ford's having some issues selling. Um, I get. I don't know. I don't know if they're having issues building them or having issues selling them. It seems like one week it's one thing, one week it's another. It was um, I mean, for a the, while because there was a chip or something. There was it was yeah. a chip issue, and then it became. Because they just lowered prices, right? Didn't they lower prices in the Mach-E? Yeah, but it was never like they never. Well, the Mach-E is fine. It's the F one hundred and fifty Lightning, and they, you know, it was forty thousand dollars, and then it wasn't, <laughs> and then it's it went as a lot, and now it's like entry is like fifty thousand dollars. So it's a ten thousand dollar increase in price. That's not for, a small change either. No, that's it's not that's like, like upped it by like a thousand dollars or something. It's like, yeah, you've literally ten thousand dollars. That's a yeah. lot of money. That's, that's it's a lot of money. Deal breaker for people. Like, do you have enough to buy that car? Well, not if it's ten thousand dollars more than I thought it was. Yeah, and if you're looking at the pro version, you're like, if you're a business owner, or if you just want, you know, either you're you know small business, or you're looking at fleets, or just want, you know, the pro, you just want a truck to do right. things that's electric. Like, do do you wait because well they lowered prices before? Maybe they'll lower prices again. Um, and then at the end of the day, the the ve- again. yeah, and then the ve- and then the vehicle I was driving. Um, was $95,000 or 90, no, I'm sorry, $97,674. $97, was it really? What made it 97? What, what, my gosh, what was, was there some big ticket thing that was added to it? No, it was, no, it's just, that's just the trim. Thing. It was the super crew four by four. No, it's just, it's just really expensive. And, you know, the trucks are, I mean, trucks, I mean, I think they, what was the average, um, a couple of years of someone, it's like seven, like, 
in the mid mid seventies was the average transaction price for an F for uh, an F class uh, truck. That's what um, Ford was telling people. But this is you know still twenty thousand dollars more yeah, than it's that. Yeah, a lot more. It's well, a it's a it's a lot of money, and it really bring comes down to yes, people are going to buy expensive EVs. But not that many, and a lot of people, regular, just regular folks, don't want a giant truck. No, you know, a truck people, most truck people don't want an EV. Correct. They want a big rah 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 truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, B, um, most people who are going to buy an EV are looking at it like a hundred thousand dollars for a truck. That's a lot. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of money, and you're like, well, I could just get the the Maverick hybrid for like thirty thousand. Right. Like I could buy, it could be three Mavericks. <laughs> I could buy my a fleet four. of Maverick hybrids. I could have a Maverick fleet in my driveway. Or I could buy this one F one fifty Lightning. Yeah, so it's you know it comes down to, and I think this is going to be the theme of the show is me just railing and yelling that people want inexpensive EVs, which yes. is why the Bolt does so well. Even yes. though we have some, we have things in our our news section that Robbie's going to get to rant about as far as so much ranting. This is why there's trouble, you people. So just deep breath, Robbie. You're going to be okay, and we'll talk about that further. So if you're rich and you want an F one fifty, they're still really nice. It's right. still hard to see where you're going. Still nice, still hard to see. Still <laughs> that's, my, that's, my, that's my, that's my, that's my, my, that's my, 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 uh, that's my story. And I'm sticking that's to your it. rant. Okay. I had a much smaller vehicle than you did. I had the 2024 Kia Celtus, Celtus, Celtos SX Turbo all wheel drive. So the I sex a, turbo? The sex turbo. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> Until you said that, I never thought that. Now I'm going to think of that like I think of TRD as a turd every time I look at a TRD for Toyota. TRD, yeah, yeah, the oh, turd. Oh, it's the sex turbo. The Lexus Texas. Uh, and the Lexus the, Texas. The sex turbo. Me, I'm like, is it, they really called it Lexus DX? I'm like, yes, I didn't make it up. Like I, like I, They're in Texas. They did not. Real, they didn't think about that? I mean, I, I know they don't make that decision. Japan does. I feel does, like but... someone should have said that to them. They're like, hey, guys, just so you know. TX is a state in the United States. Yeah, whatever. We don't care. Okay, they're all going to call it the Lexus Texas. We're, even we're based out of Texas, guys. Like if it was a Lexus MN, no one's going to say like Lexus. What is it, Minnesota? Minnesota. Yeah, exactly. It's a TX. Texas that works. So and you're not supposed to mess with Texas. That's what I've heard. And I feel like they've messed with them. Yeah. By doing this, Texas is going to. Well, if Texas feels messed with, we will definitely know. Because one thing, it is not as a quiet, reserved, demure little state. It doesn't, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it will It will voice its concerns, but it hasn't yet. So what I had was none of those. I had the Kia Seltos. So small, I guess I call this a crossover. It's it's not very big. It's, it's a tiny little car. Um, this year it got some new bits for 24. It looks a little bit different, and they added a – it always had a turbo, but it has more power than it did before. Um, so it's a little bit more powerful turbocharged engine, and now you can get like – there's a little bit of an infotainment upgrade. So like mine has a – 10.25 inch infotainment screen. It also has a nice, I think it's the same size actually, um, digital instrument cluster. So it gets that nice, fancy sort of upscale peel. And it's funny, mine, I was so confused because I was looking at the Monroni as it's telling me it's black inside. I'm like, I swear to God, mm-hmm. this car is not black. And I look and way down, I guess standard, it's black, way down, additional features. Gentle brown interior color package. Like, oh, it's gentle brown. Gentle brown. Gentle brown. Isn't that? Gentle brown also sounds like a sex thing. Oh, for crying out loud. Stop. Get your mind out of the gutter. He's Look, listen, I didn't call this thing the the sex turbo. (laughs) The sex turbo. So the Kia sex turbo with a gentle brown interior. And that was when Kia stopped speaking to Nicole and Robbie. Um, I actually like the interior. I think of it as like the saddle brown leather is what a lot of them will call it. 
So it's a nice, it's not really super dark. It's a little bit lighter. I always think that color makes a car look more upscale to me. It, it just makes it like, like it's a little a, classy. It's a little classy. Like it's a it classes classy it up. Yeah. It classes it up. So considering that this isn't a big expensive fancy car from a big expensive fancy brand, I think it kind of classes things up and I sort of like how it looks. So I like the interior. I thought it was good. Um, and it is comfortable. I mean, it's not a huge SUV. <coughs> Apologies guys. I'm still coughing. I have a cold that will never end. Um, it's not huge, but it is comfortable. I mean, my husband's 6'3". Have you ridden, you've driven the Seltos, right, Robbie? You're- yeah, it's a nice little car. I yeah, like it. So it's, it's those it's, Kia people. They know what they're doing over it's like there. They, it's like they've designed cars before or something. It's amazing. Yeah. Like they have designers and stuff who are experts and go figure. Who knew? So <laughs> I found it really comfy. Um, Russ thought it was comfortable. The only thing is the rear seats, my daughter didn't mind sitting back there. Like there's plenty of room in the rear seats unless she wanted to sit behind Russ because he's tall enough that once he pushed oh. back, the yeah. leg room gets a little short. So she actually like was went to sit behind him and said, oh no. And like shut the door, walked around the car, went to the other side to sit behind me so that she had a bit more room. So if you've got tall people up front, it does eat into the leg room of the people in back a little bit. We really are the worst. Tall to people be are the worst, Robbie. But but you They're know what? Just... You're great when you need stuff off the top shelf in the kitchen. Yeah, but you know, ladders exist is all I'm yeah, saying. I'm not bringing a ladder in the kitchen. Step, I'm just step, step stool. You can get like a little step, a little step stool. I don't just know what to do with a step stool. I married a nice little guy. Step stool. It's his job. I'm like Russ, I need that. Go reach that. That and killing bugs. Those are the two <laughs> things like in the marriage contract. You don't need to be tall to kill bugs. I'm just gonna <laughs> No, I'm just saying the two things in the marriage contract. He has to kill all the bugs and he has to reach the tall stuff. So those all right. so it's true. You have to do that when you get married. But no, he's tall, so it's nice that he can grab things. But um yeah, it's it does make it so that if you're if you're going to really use that back seat and you've got tall people, it, it's going to be a little tight. But there's still plenty of headroom. It's just that your legroom gets gets a little squinched. Um, so I like this upscale brown interior. I like that it has the 10.25-inch touchscreens. I like the little peppy little engine. It's not a huge amount of additional horsepower. I have in my head that it's a small increase from what it was before. But it is a nice little responsive engine. I mean, I mashed the gas to get on the highway because we had some traffic was weirdly heavy around here this weekend. It's like a Saturday afternoon. I said, why do I feel like I'm driving into rush hour traffic? What is, what is oh, happening? That's a bummer. It was weird. So, but I, it, I mean, it really just gets right up onto the highway and it's quiet. It's not loud. We rode it back from the airport um, in an absolutely torrential downpour, which is like the ultimate test for how quiet a car really is. Cause if, if there's, if it is yeah. not well insulated from the noise outside the vehicle, the minute you add rain to the mix, suddenly you know how bad. <sighs> yeah, you hear that constant like from the rain. And it, it was actually really quiet, which I thought was pretty good. Um, and price-wise, this one starts at – now, mind you, I have the turbocharged engine. This is, with its little extra bells and whistles, is $33,000. And the only thing that was extra on it – there was twelve hundred bucks for this sunroof package, which also adds like a power lift gate, ventilated front seats, and one hundred and seventy five dollars for a fancy carpeted floor mats. Ooh, which I would never are... do. Are you car? I like the plastic <clears throat> floor mats. Do you like carpet? I like the rubber ones where it just grabs all the crap that you. Right? And you take the thing out because carpeted floor mats, yeah. especially you know when they you know when carpet in cars is just dumb. It's dumb. <laughs> Stupid. Just, don't do it. It's just, it's just, I don't understand why we're still putting. I mean, I can understand, like, if you if you have a Rolls Royce, okay, or maybe an you have an S class. If you have like high end luxury cars, sure, but like the rest of the cars, what are we doing? 
I don't. We we so saw the Honda Element. They showed us the way. That was, and we had an Element, and that was the best part of it. And when the kids made a disaster of it, you could just hose the sucker out. Like really, Russ would point a hose, water would shoot from one side out the doors to the other side. It was brilliant. Um, Honda showed us the way, Honda and then us the way. everyone abandoned it, including and then everyone Honda. abandoned it. And anytime, and you really notice it. I don't know. Do you see the same thing? Because you're California, so you don't get the same kind of mucky, gross yeah, weather we that we get. But anytime you have like floor mats and they're really pretty floor mats and it's a special trim and it'll say like, you know, Turbo or SX or you know, Wilderness or whatever it says in pretty white stitching or red stitching. Oh, yeah. That, that's, and then it turns this horrible muckety gray and then – It's just eventual gray. Muddy, Everything that's white in a car it should just be called eventual, eventual gray. Yeah, white eventual gray. And then in the winter, once there's salt, that turns the black in the car mat, the floor mats, salt colored, which further yeah. enhances the eventual gray of whatever <laughs> logo's on it. Like carpet and floor mats seem like the best idea. They're the worst. They, yeah. We, we, even in our, our little Kona, um, we've had it for two years. And, you know, we've had a couple of years. You know, fortunately, the years we've had, we've had some pretty rainy years. So think that's, that's great for California. But you can see, like, the stitching is sort of, like, kind of coming undone a bit on, yeah. on the Kona floor mat. And we're just like, I'm like, why? I know what car I'm in. I don't <laughs> Exactly. Reminder. Am I in the – oh, yeah, this is my car. Who, who is this for? Is this when, like, when we buy the car? Is it when our friends get in the car? They're like, oh, you got a Kona. Yeah. Ooh, Good thing I looked at the ground when I got in. Right? That's... Yeah. No. I So I'm anti – I am just anti-carpet mats. I'm like, God, it was – 175 bucks you would have to pay to get the floor mats that will eventually look garbagey and gray and salt stained if you live in the northeast so so that's so i like the hyundai kona i think it's a decent price i mean it starts this one starts at 33 but if you go down to the bottom of the trim lineup you can get this um for about twenty four thousand. now mind you you go down to less powerful engine and i don't know that i would do that because i feel like that one's a little bit meh that's like mm-hmm. a, meh. So I might go at least to the X line, which has the same engine because it's like X line and then then the the, the uh, sex turbo. So you can go into the X line <laughs> or the sex turbo. Both of them will put in the higher engine and the X line's like a couple grand less. So I think I would go for at least the X line. Would you have you driven this with a less powerful engine, Robbie? I don't no, I don't think they they hand those out, to be honest. I think yeah, for the I would, most part they're like no. I would go for all the power. So so I like the uh, the Kia Seltos. So I looked up uh, WeatherTech. You know, they oh have, the flooring guy, yeah. So the the um, first and second row with the little rubber floor mats. Yes. Uh, for this Kia, for the twenty twenty three Kia Seltos is two six two sixteen ninety. So I'm just saying, save your one seventy five, pay an extra I don't know like fifty ish bucks because of right? shipping and whatnot. Yeah. And boom. Now your Kia Seltos is ready for anything. So for 50 bucks, you can get any kind of muck that you want on there. Yeah, you can muck it up as much as you want. The dirt, the salt, when you spill your coffee, when you drop your food, when your kids do all the things that kids do to that, which is even scarier than coffee and food and salt and muck. And your whole – that would see, that would be amazing. I would do that. I would rather get custom fancy – rubberized yeah. or mats from like and if you just get the first row let's say you don't have kids for whatever right. reason and no one's ever in the back of your car uh 131 131 see that's this is not an ad for weather tech this I is just, not an like, ad. we are not this episode not sponsored by weather not tech, sponsored however. by weather tech yeah, apparently, apparently they sponsor every magazine on the planet now they do. but not but they do not <laughs> every, sponsor our show despite the fact that we all just told you you should go buy those formats because that is the ideal solution i don't know they're just 
you just put them in the like Subaru, like it, they you can just get them with the little rubber thing, the yes. rubber little things. And that's what that's yeah. Whenever I get a Subaru in and it has that, I'm like, oh, they made the good decision when they spec this car out. They did. It is a good decision. It's the right way to go. And I know that goes with their whole, you know, worthy rugged outdoorsy thing, bring your dog with its muddy paws in the car. I'm like, or your yeah. adult. <laughs> oh, your muddy. your muddy adult. Or yes. children, your muddy children. Your, your muddy filthy, children, filthy your children. Adults. Yeah, your filthy, filthy family. You can bring them into the car and not have to worry about destroying your car. So yeah. So like, there we go. Car get invest in, in better floor mats. People don't spend extra for carpeted ones unless you're driving a what if you're gonna get the sex turbo, you're gonna have filthy children. Yeah. <laughs> because sex turbo. I gotta think of that every time I see this now. I'm sorry, Kia. Dang I like the Celtus a lot. You make good cars. <sighs> and I and you know what? To be honest, I love the name Sex Turbo. <laughs> He's like, I'll buy it now because you called it the sex turbo. If you'd actually put sex turbo on the back of it, he'd be like, sign me up. I'll buy one. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Did you know you can support Wheelbearings directly? Head to patreon.com slash wheelbearingsmedia and you can become a patron today. Your contributions will help fund the platforms and tools we use to bring the podcast to you. And exclusives and improvements are already on the way thanks to your generosity. So if you want to be part of an automotive podcast like no other, head to patreon.com slash wheelbearingsmedia. So, okay, so in our, are we ready for news? Who's ready for news? News or stories. It doesn't say news. I guess it's technically stories. So we are just completely lost without Sam here. I know without Sam is he's got a really nice segue. He does. We, we should have like a little like now for news, like a like an old timey, like an old timey radio show or news news reels. Is that what those? Yeah, the news reels I used to. Toyota introduces new concept vehicles at the Tokyo Motor Salon. That was pretty good. Nice done. Sam's gonna. Sam's gonna be like, I'm, gonna not, like, I'm, never, I'm never leaving these idiots alone I'm never again. <laughs> again, we're gonna record an episode. I'm never letting them do this again. So, the the stuff they have is actually kind of cool. They have the Land Cruiser SE, which looks really cool. Did you see the picture of it? I did. It looks. It, it's very. It's very polygon. Does it remind uh, it you a cool. little bit of an EV9? Just a little bit. It does. It does. It does remind me of. It's you're got right. Like it does look like an EV9 vibe. Everyone loves polygons now. That's everyone. Cool. Everyone got Star Fox for Christmas last year or five years ago, and they're mm-hmm. like, you know what? Let's do this again. And I think that in another what? How long do you think it's going to take for this very polygon design to be so of the moment that it looks dated? Wow. Um, hmm. 
I don't know if dated, I think I, I, not dated as in a bad way, but dated as in a time in automotive yeah. uh, design. I don't think it's going to be like, Ooh, I can't believe we, we, no, we thought that was a good like, idea. I feel like in five years, it's going to be like, Oh, remember when everything was shaped like a polygon? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's more what we're, what we're going to end up. Not with. that it was bad. Just that it's going to look so of the moment they're going to have to go in yeah. the direction. Cause it's like, it's like forest green and, and I'm not forest green, avocado green and harvest gold from the seventies. You can't, do things in those colors because it was so of that moment. Yeah, yeah. teal. Remember teal in the nineties? That was another one. Every, teal in the nineties, everything was teal. <clears throat> People, you could get cars there teal. Like I, I wanted to 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 paint my my dots in two thousand teal in the nineties. But you didn't. I do was it. like, I didn't. Well, I didn't have. I was a high school kid. Oh, you had no money. You're like, I'm. <laughs> I didn't have any money. I was like just sitting there like every like, weekend, like the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, like like like. Yeah, it's a long. It's a long story, but the people I bought the car from, part of the deal was they were going to paint the car for me as well. And they did. Um, they yeah, they did. What I color was it better. actually then? It's uh, it's yellow. It's still, it's still, it's still out there in the world. I know exactly where it's at. Aww. Um, You're just keeping and, tabs um, on it. Well, my friend owns it, and I keep trying to every like six months or so, I'll send him a text and say, "Hey, I'll buy that car from you for like some stupid low money." And uh, he still drive. He it? takes a few days, and then he replies, "No." <laughs> Does he still drive well, he, it or does it just – He has – well, he has another one. He bought one after I bought mine. He, I, so I had mine. I sold to a friend who sold to my other friend and I'm still in, in touch with both of these friends. And the, the, the current friend who owns it, he bought a black one. So okay. he was using mine because his, the black one, the body – like and mine, like one of the fenders had some – needed some work. So I was doing body work on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the black one didn't need any work. And, um, except for the motor, I guess the motor, it wasn't mechanically, it wasn't, uh, so great. Like mine mechanically was, was great. Cause we, you know, we bought it and my right. dad, you know, he fixed things and I knew how to fix things. And so we, we got it up to speed. So he's took the motor out of mine and put it in his black one. And so I, far as I know, he's not driving either of them. Um, but I think he's still, I think the, the plan is he's going to, to take more parts off of my, <laughs> Just make the black one better and then when it's just a when it's just a husk of a vehicle then he'll probably give it to me and he'll be like, sure, i'll say that so, all you're getting well, four doors and, and and like a chassis that's it well it's got two doors oh, two but it's doors. it's also like he took the motor out which is fine because i want to make it an ev but mm-hmm. um if he takes transmission out that makes it a lot tiff, tougher because then you got to deal with transaxles you got more that's stuff a, so okay yeah, yeah. So back to toyota Toyota? Sorry, Toyota. Sorry for that that weird segue aside. Okay, how do you say this next one? Is do you say Ipu? the letters or do you say a poo? A poo. Epoo. Like you, it's electronic Ipu. poo. The EPU. Let's just call it the EPU. The EPU. Okay, the EPU, which is well, the- no, because then they have the Neo steer, and it, that's not the Neo steer. So a poo. Okay, we're gonna go with a poo. A poo. Okay, so the poo is a midsize pickup truck. These are all EVs, so it's a midsize pickup truck again with the polygons everywhere. Um, and this is just one little image that we have of it. So it's, it, it, this one looks cute. Oh, no, they have some little one. They have, they have pictures of it with a uh, oh, with they? a surfboard. Oh. It's like a size it's, – it's a little truck. It's a, about the size of the, the Ford Maverick. Oh, I see it with a little – with the um, the surfboard on top. Yeah. Oh, you just see there's cute. a little uh, – the, the gate folds down, the tailgate. Whoops. Let me scroll back. If you look, there's a picture of it where the gate, the tailgate folds down, but then it like halfway down, it folds back up. It's got so you can put, so you can put long, you know, longer boards in it and you don't have to have like a, you know, a, a, like a, 
anything to keep those boards from sliding out. Yeah, because like the, the, I'm trying to think of like the GMC where their tailgate has a yeah, little, like a little midgate thing, like a little yeah, to keep things from just falling all over the sliding plane. out. Yeah, That's this is cool. No, this is this is this is the truck to, to buy. This is make truck this truck. This make truck. this truck. If I were in Japan right now with with Sam, I would just be walking over to uh, the the. The, to- the Toyota people and just shaking them Please by the, by the shoulders. Aggressively. And like, if you make this truck, you're going to sell a lot of them because, you know, Ford was like, oh, we're just going to make this Maverick. We think a few people will want it. And then everyone wanted the Maverick. They're like, oh, God, we weren't ready for the demand. We weren't ready. Yeah. See, and if you look, in, you look inside, you know, well, I can deal without the yoke steering wheel. Um, I'm not a big fan. I, I'm, I, I don't I like the yoke steering. I keep yeah. trying. But I like the, the idea, like, you don't, like, here's some, like, nice, like, recycled materials. Like the Maverick, the interior of the Maverick. It doesn't have to be, like, super awesome materials. Just make the materials that you're using look nice. Yes, that's the thing. It doesn't have to be that it has to be leather or, the you know, the stuff that looks like glass is really glass. The stuff that looks like metal is really metal. Just make it not look cheap. Yeah, you just, just you know, get recycle some, some water bottles and then make it look right. nice. That's if it. If it doesn't look like you used a Dasani bottle to make it, we don't care. Just make it look nice. I feel like that's the line. <laughs> you of the can see the word Dasani on the side. Just, yeah, just randomly every now and then you're like, oh, wait, this was, yep, Dasani. Oh, that huh. one, that was huh. Aquafina or whatever. Or, yeah. So, um, so you have a, we have a big SUV. We have a pint-sized little truck. A little EV truck. To a little three-wheeled electric personal mobility concept called the Land Hopper. And you don't need a driver's license. Can be written without a driver's license, little asterisk, by those age 16 or older. So you have to be 16 anyway? Well, it's like electric bikes. Okay, you still be 16. Yeah, I think it's 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 just an electric bike is what it is. It's a cute little With three little wheels, with two wheels in the front. So, you know, you can like, Get off your bike and it doesn't fall over. You don't need a kickstand, so that's nice. So it's kind of cool. So they have a little electric bike. So I like that. I would try that out. This next one, I feel, okay, I'm just going to go on record. The name of the the letters of this vehicle are J U U, which looks like Jew, which I don't, I think is like, I'm hoping we're saying this, they can't possibly have named that. Um, yeah, so it's, but it's, it's cool because it's, it's a, it's a little, it's a wheelchair. It's a wheelchair, which is kind of yeah. neat. But do you tell me if you don't look at that and don't you think a professor acts something about this? Oh yeah, this is definitely, X. this is an ex, this is a professor X. Right. He could wheelchair. totally be riding this around. So it like, it's supposed to keep the right posture. So you're sitting the right way. Um, you know, it, it, it it's kind of a neat idea. It says when, when climbing or descending a stairway. Wow. Because it has like if you look, there's two little pieces that kind of stick out the front. See the two little like arms of the. I think that's bits. probably the little, that climb the oh, stairway, right? So you can go up. That's pretty cool, right? The retractable because... tail flips down from behind the backrest to prevent tipping, and it has side on the Jew's side traverses the steps. This looks very fancy. It does look very fancy. It looks like a very expensive uh, wheelchair, but when it happens, gonna the you're going to get the powers of 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 uh, a professor, professor X. Professor X. It's going to cost you a pretty penny because I feel like this is one of those things insurance is like we allocate five thousand dollars for a wheelchair. This one is fifty, so you're on the hook for forty five thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's one for like going to space. These pro this because the others aren't listed as prototypes, mind you. The SUV the truck, the little bike, and the wheelchair aren't listed. It just lists them. But then there's the space mobility. This one specifically gets a little call out. This is a prototype. Yeah, this will. Okay, so I went uh, to 
GM to look at their their lunar rover. Yeah. And there are so many things about this space mobility thing that make it not useful for space. <laughs> what? Okay, tell me what. Like first of all, um, you know they're wearing those big space suits because mm-hmm. you're in space. Um, you, you there's a reason why there's there's no like side anything on and a on a, on a thing because you can't get in. Yeah. So so having to get into this sort of enclosed like off roader, which would be great for you know around you know it not does around have town. a very cockpit like design that yeah would, would be extremely squished. And it is funny, the guy on the space mobility prototype, like there's a mannequin in there that's just wearing a helmet, just like a helmet. That's it. Like it's not, there's no actual space suit on that man. He's just wearing a helmet. Yeah. Yeah. This, this would, you would be, it would be impossible to get in, into this space, uh, <laughs> proto, yeah. this with space your, thing. It may be with, for the aliens that we've just discovered are real. Maybe. Like they, they can live on space. Right. Like they can, they, they're like, oh, we, we don't need oxygen. We could drive your cool, your cooler vehicle. This is a much cooler, like looking, like it seems it's more capable. But there's there's so many things you have to think about, like the, the the gravity issue, like torque, like you know, look at that. What does what does it have? Four motors? I think there's. A, it says each wheel is fitted with its own motor and steering. As part yeah. of the specification being developed, to provide safe, reliable driving, even in rugged and unforgiving extraterrestrial environments. So you're gonna have to like pull like you don't need that first of all you don't need four motors i guess you could have it and you could just have a nice differential um but you cannot like just take off like you can on earth so you know why wheelies yeah. <laughs> on the moon you're just doing wheelies on the moon now if you're on the moon. If, if you land on another planet which is pretty much earth <laughs> if you find another earth this thing is awesome earth too yeah earth too this thing is the best um outside of that uh Maybe it seems not. Maybe, it yeah, does it's, say it's, it can climb 25 degree slopes. So if you have cool. a very hilly planet that you have found, yeah, it would work. <laughs> sure. They let us, they have a, they had a, they let me drive the little space. Uh, they had a, a simulation of driving it on the moon. Yeah. How was and that? It was really, it was really fun. It was really cool. Like they put you in a little room and it moves while you move and you have to like kind of figure out how you're driving the vehicle because you have to take into account like all the physics of being on the moon. Um, And so it was really fun. And at one point there's a big crater. So I wanted, so they, (laughs) they realized like that I was kind of going out and then I was going to turn around and go and jump the (laughs) Did it Jump work? This. Did it do it? No, they 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 got on their little radio because they're in the room behind me, and they're like, "Please don't jump the uh, the thing because it takes fifteen minutes to reset it if you crash." <laughs> I'm like, okay. The fact that it, they know it takes fifteen minutes to reset it if you crash means that somebody did. Like, yeah, yeah, some, like, oh, some, yes. that didn't work. Some people did. flipped over, or they got on the side, or they got stuck, or whatever, and so it was. Um, and it was, I think it was a uh, one square, one square kilometer that they had mapped of the actual moon that we were uh, driving on. So it was, it was really fun. So it was, it was really cool. It mapped to be just like actual moon. It wasn't random created. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's for real moon, moon time. Oh, and um, and they would not let me uh, just because <laughs> people would drive up to it and try to drive down, and then they immediately get stuck. And they're like, well, your time's up. And so I was like, well, at the end, I'm going to like do this wide turn. <laughs> they're just watching me on the giant screen. They're, they're like, like, no, stop <sighs> him. Somebody stop him. There's... Sir, please do not do that. 
I'm like, what? Whoa. Oh, okay. I can't hear you. My, my headset's broken. Wait, I'm sorry. Oh, no. Oh, no. I got space madness. I got space madness. <laughs> I'm going crazy. I got space madness. I'm jumping this lunar rover. Get out of my way. I'm pretty sure they could have just stopped me. They're like, no, boop. And hit yeah, a really, there's button. one button. They're like, and you're, you're a moment's no. over. That's it. You're done. You're right done. No more. Ah. No more Mr. Space Evil Knievel. Space Evil Knievel. And then the last thing that we have on this list of cool stuffs from Toyota at, in Tokyo is the Neo Steer, which is basically just the cockpit. This isn't a vehicle. It's just a cockpit that's based on motorcycle handlebars. Um, integrate. It has the accelerator and brake pedals in the steering wheel. So there's like a motorcycle. There's like a little accelerator lever, a little brake lever. Um, it looks kind of cool, but it's very it's very rectangular. It's it's a strange shape. Like I don't understand. I understand so the for, braking and the acceleration, but once you turn, at some point, it's turning and like, aren't you going to be holding a corner? It's. I mean, I think I'm, I'm sure they probably they've done a bunch of stuff for turning radius. Um, but I think that it's cool for accessibility reasons. That's like true. if you can't use your 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 feet for whatever reason uh, to drive, that's awesome. Uh, everyone else, I think we just we're fine with the steering wheels. That hasn't that hasn't been an issue. Yeah, <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't had an issue with steering wheels and, and accelerators and and brake pedals. We we those all those are all working fine. Um, and this is you know in the ni- like eighties or nineties. I remember getting all the car magazines about the car shows and the concept cars, and a lot of them at the time had joysticks. Oh jeez. Like like the joy like you were playing like a you know like Street Fighter because everyone was playing Street Fighter and so they had joysticks and that was sort of like oh this is the next thing we're gonna do in cars clearly that never happened but yeah no you know it's one company comes out with a um with a yoke and then you know and then Toyota you know Tesla had like hey look at the yoke and I was like no and Toyota's like hey look at the yoke or like uh I'm like oh wait yours works better. Still, eh. <laughs> you know, it works better than it, than others, but still, I'm, I, it's still not a, just a, the steering wheel's fine. Joker steering wheel, please just give me a steering wheel. Just There's the a thing, reason the, that we're going with steering wheels. Just the wheel works. It yeah, it, it works. It, we, we don't we, feel like we need to reinvent any wheel, including the steering wheel. Don't reinvent yeah. it. It works just fine. We're fine. We're fine with the steering wheels. See, and they do say this in here. It's safe, intuitive, hand-operated driving for users with lower limb impairments. So from that point of view. Fabulous. Yeah, it's great. You have a steering wheel. It's designed so that you don't have to use your legs, and it's like you know, it's not like you're adding fancy hand controls as an aftermarket thing to be yeah. able to make it work for this. So from that point of view, it's great. But I just want a steering wheel. It's a wheel. Yeah, and this this is a great you know thanks for steer by wire and sorry by everything by wire. All the essentially. wire. Everything All the wire. Everything wire. by wire. That's great. This is great because it's set for accessibility reasons. But um, I just steering wheel. Yeah, let's, just a wheel. Let's, let's settle down. That's what I would rather have. <laughs> let's, you know what? Let's let's work on the uh, the 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 neo. No, you know, keep working on the neo steer. Let's work on the space mobility prototype. More work on bringing the EPU to market. Yes, bringing the EPU to market. And the I electric think- pickup. That's what I think it's supposed to stand for. Well, oh, it could be electric pickup. That makes sense. EPU. All yeah. I can think of is a boo e- from a poo. He was a character. Oh yeah, from the Simpsons. Monkey. No, there's there's a little monkey. In one of the movies, Abu in Aladdin. That's what I think of. Oh, Prince Ali. No, I don't want us to get in trouble with Disney. It don't sing that. <laughs> stop. Stop right now. Stop singing. So the other thing that people have to work on, or all the automakers have to work on, is uh, this whole EV thing and selling them and deciding what EVs 
people actually want to buy, not just what the automakers want to make, but what the people want to buy. What, what, and there was a story uh, recently on the drive. Give the people was, what they want. Give the people what they want. And it says Mercedes dealers are struggling to sell EVs and complain that the EQS isn't aspirational enough. They say the cheaper models, the EQB and the EQE, gosh, could we do more letters to confuse me, are what buyers want while the EQS has been oversupplied. So where you're seeing like some are, you know, automakers are reducing the cost of electric vehicles and they have certain, you know, it's sitting on the lot and they're trying to sell them. Well, Mercedes guys are saying you're sending us the wrong things. You aren't sending us what people want to buy. Like the EQS is a $105,000 sedan. That's a lot of money for a car. Yeah. It's again, it goes back to the giant F-150 that I have that was $97,000. And it's like, okay, well, now we know why you're not selling a lot of these. (laughs) Yep. They say that they have, check this out. So, Right now they're saying um, Auto News had interviewed someone that said they had a 50-day supply of internal combustion engines um, and a t- like another reported a 20-day supply, but then 60 to 90 days for EVs, 90-day supply. That's a lot of EVs. I, you know what's crazy is that you know I drove the EQB, I don't know, a long time ago, probably in Germany. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somewhere in Europe. <laughs> Somewhere, somewhere uh, our lives are very country he drove. So, yeah and i was like and, and you drove it and you're like oh this is fine it's like it, you know what it reminded me of it reminded me of like the kona electric which is just like we took a electric car we made it electric it's a good car and you're like oh here's a good car and we just made it electric mm-hmm. i'm like I, I wonder if people will buy this i'm like I don't, I don't know i'm like maybe i see them everywhere now Around in again, I live in Northern California, so right. you know the, the amount of uh, EVs sold here is sort of staggering compared to like the rest of the, well, just this country. Um, yeah, it's just this country. The rest of the world, people actually drive a lot more EVs than we do. Yeah, yeah, and so, but I see a lot more EQBs than I expected I, that I would, and I see some EQEs, and I, you know, I see some EQSs, but the EQBs, because I look and I'm like, is that an EQB? Oh, there you go. I guess you know. Because it's, it's, you know, it starts at like 53000 So it's a $55,000 electric Mercedes. The end. It's half the price it's of the EQS. The and you have lots of room. You can take the kids places. You can take, you know, pick up your friends. Whatever you do with your car, you can do with a little EQB. And it's just, and again, another thing that I'm a big fan of is like, you don't need to make your electric car space car. It doesn't need to be the car from the future. It doesn't need to be this. Should be like that. Feels like a thing. I totally agree with you. That should be ending. Like we remember. Okay, back in the olden times, when just the idea of a hybrid was novel. Not even a plug-in hybrid, just a hybrid. And everybody did things to make their hybrid look different. Had a little green, like a little green leaf, or a little blue trim. They did all these things to sort of like this is a cooler. You know, they try to do this stuff to make it look yeah. special, just because it was a hybrid. They're still trying to make. Electric vehicles look special. I don't feel like you need to make it look like a spaceship. We know what an EV is. We all got it. It we we get how they work. You know, we get it. Just make it a, a decent, affordable car that fits in with your lineup and that is like an electrified version or a, like an electrified version of your existing cars. People don't need it to be this crazy spaceship thing, but they like crazy spaceships for EVs. That's where everyone's going. Crazy spaceship. Well, there, I mean, there's there's aerodynamic. Um, reasoning for for a lot of it mm-hmm. but you could still like 
the Ionic Five. Yeah. You could throw a gas engine in it; it still sell pretty well. It still yes. sell well, just because it's it's weird looking. Mm-hmm. It does, and you know, is it a space car? Yeah, but it's mostly like a throwback car. It's kind of, <laughs> but it's weird. Kind of it's got like a cool design that, like, oh, this is, this is appealing regardless of what the drivetrain is. Right. Um, I think with what Mercedes did with the EQ lineup is that they, you know, they're like, well, we want it to be super, super efficient, and so they went very German and very much made it look kind of not like a, a mercedes and mm-hmm. i think the eqs suv looks nicer than the eqs yes. i think the eqs suv is the better that's the better car to get really because if you get in the back of the eqs you're not getting that s-class experience right um even though they're selling it as essentially an s-class that's electric it's it's half of the half of the s-class experience is sitting in the back seat and the eqs doesn't doesn't deliver on doesn't that deliver. the eqs suv delivers on it much better um, the EQE, I think that's the better vehicle. It's, it's less expensive. You're getting all the cool, like things you were getting the EQS. It's smaller, it's less expensive and it feels the packaging makes a lot more sense. It does. Um, and then you have the EQB, which is just like, Hey, we shoved an electric engine in this, in our B class. <laughs> what do you want? Do you want to buy it? And people are like, like yeah. <laughs> take it. Yes. We'll take two things. It's like all the Konas and the Nero's I see driving around. It was like, Oh, or the, you know, the e-golf. And that was a thing. People were like, we're just going to shove an electric motor and some batteries in this car. Do you want to buy it? Which they kind of, they're sort of like, you know, and they sort of, it's almost like they kind of shun, like you'll hear OEM say like, we developed this as an EV from the get-go, which there's benefits to that. Like That's great. Know, like, That's there wonderful. are benefits, but it's kind of like, also you could just make it look just like your existing gas version of this and shove an electric motor in it and most people would be pretty happy with that. And then the, the interior, like we don't, I don't need fancy. Th- I just want infotainment, some gauges and buttons. That's it. That's all people buttons. want. They're like, yeah, that's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so, they figured out quite how to, how, what the public wants. Maybe technically. Well, I mean, really GM did buttons. and then they're killing that car. I know. <laughs> they'll sell, they'll likely sell 70,000 bolts this year. <laughs> 70,000 right. EVs, yeah. and they're like, yeah, we're going to kill that. We and the factory we were going to build in, and we're going to build Silverados. And you're just like, what? We're going to build a hundred, we're going to get rid of a $26,000, $27,000 car and replace it with a $100,000 truck. Right. We're going to get rid of this super affordable vehicle that anybody can, you know, that people, regular Joes, can put into their budget. We're going to get rid of that one. We, we know you like it. We know you're buying it. We know it's it's a really accessible vehicle and really affordable, but here, have this overpriced. Or very expensive, if not overpriced. Have this very expensive electric truck instead. What? And now they're 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 shuttering that 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 uh that factory for like two years now. Yes. They're like, oh, we got to rethink this. I'm like, well, maybe you should just keep making bolts while you're figuring that out because Why? clearly you're all those people <laughs> have jobs and all the people that are going to move them to other factories and, and which yeah. is which is good. But also, you could just keep them there and keep making bolts. It's and I know that they, they backtracked and they're like, oh, we're going to make a new bolt on the Ultimium platform and blah, blah, blah. A platform they're having difficulty building um, vehicles with. Just keep, I don't know, just make the bolt for one more year. It feels like there's someone somewhere who's making decision is like, wait, 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 this sounds great. No, 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 wait, we changed our mind. Like they can't quite make the decision. Aren't there supposed well, to be people whose job it is to make those decisions and they seem well, a little bit Pickup trucks are just as a, a traditional gas pickup truck is just a cash cow. Yeah. That's they right. are just, that's where all the money comes from. But it's from. not the case with EV. I don't think the EV. Yeah, it's, it is. Money, and, and, but it's like, are you, are, do as many people want an EV truck as they want? Like we said earlier. That's the thing. It's, is so that the, yeah, EV, the truck people money, don't. But that's not yeah. what truck people want. They'll want an EV eventually. 
as they get others for their, you know, they'll get like a, a crossover for the house and, da, 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 and they're like, oh, this is really great. And then they'll, you know, you'll, you'll sort of figure out that you want an EV truck, yeah. but like, just like, Hey, here's an EV truck. Like, no, no. Yeah. That wasn't no. when it was like, don't make me buy this yet. I'm not ready yet. Maybe, yeah. say, maybe truck people are the, the, the least ready of, of people to get yeah. generally speaking. I know there's guys who buy trucks that are EVs. I know there's plenty of you out there, but I feel like by and large, Regular consumers, sure, I'll replace the traditional one. truck owner is yeah, just like I got it. Either there. either they have it for the fact that it's a truck. The people who just want to show off, they raise it, they put little t- tiny tires. It doesn't make any sense in my brain, but you do you. Um, or they're doing it for work. You know, I, I I have to haul things. I have to do this, or you know, I, I, it's a fleet vehicle. There's all these reasons. You're like, well, if I'm hauling horses. And now I have to sit at a charging station for two hours or an hour to charge my my F-150. That means the horses are just sitting in the back of the truck for an extra two hours. And when you really think about that, you're like, oh, oh. And, you know, it's the infra, you know, they can make the trucks as great. You know, you can have 350 kilowatt charging if you want on that truck. But the infrastructure isn't there. Yeah. And that's 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 where that that really gets into the weirdness is like if you're just a regular, you know, and again, 89 percent of people who buy trucks don't do most of that stuff. But it's the will eventually do it. It's the the it's the the Boy Scout of America. We're all like we're going we're we're prepared for a thing that we're never going to do. Right. And I think there are enough people that do use your truck. You know, many don't use all that, but a lot do use the truckiness of a truck. And yeah. they don't want to have, you're buying a truck for those reasons, for the reasons trucks are really truly made. Or it's either big other. and loud yeah. or utilitarian, um, like hardcore utilitarian. Yeah. And then there's like the, and that's the, neither of those people are going to get it. And most of the people in the middle who are, who are, who are buying it think they want the big and loud or think they're going to be a utilitarian, but they're not really doing any of those things. They, yeah. they would be fine with an F-150 Lightning, except for the fact that it's very expensive. It's very expensive. It's too pricey. It, it prices out a lot of people. It's yeah, not a where bolt. you could get a bolt and you can leave your truck at home, <laughs> drive it on the weekends and just cruise around in your bolt all week and realize that you don't have to pay whatever gas prices are. You're going to make a, save a bunch of money, save a ton of money and you get this zippy bolt. little fun. And yeah. you can put your, your gravel in the back just in you several can throw your instead of gravel. Work. Yeah. You it, throw, it's throw 100, 100 paver stones in the back of One the bolt EV. Now. Well, and speaking of trucks, the cyber truck, we might be actually getting it. Theoretically, theor and and, and <laughs> they're having a, they're having a Cybertruck delivery event next month. It's gonna someone's gonna get their Cybertruck. Like one person, finally. Well, and, maybe. <laughs> well, maybe. So, <clears throat> if deliveries are supposed to start in November. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. Um, and it was originally. Do you remember way back in the day when the. They threw the metal balls of the truck and cracked the glass that couldn't be cracked. Oh, I was there. Oh, you were there for that? I was there. I had a, I, I got I had a really nice uh, 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 jump in my <laughs> in my Instagram uh, <laughs> users when that happened because I shot a little video of it. I was like, oh, he's gonna throw. It. <laughs> well, that didn't work out well. <laughs> and then let's do it again. Oh, twice it didn't work as planned. Um, Whoopsie. Yeah. So when that was happening, when the not as planned big smashing glass on the Cybertruck reveal event, it was going to be $39,900 for ye oldie Cybertruck. I don't think any of us really thought $39,900 was going to be a price 
that was realistic. Now we are like literally years later. Um, they're going to be putting it in people's driveways. And mm, no one really knows what it's going to actually cost. They're going to have some well, they- high performance models that are like 50 grand and like 60 grand. But now in Elon's little thing, he's like, oh, it's going to be a little tough to get the production and the cash flow at a price people can afford. How much do you think it's going to actually cost, Robbie? I think it's going to start about 45, 50. You think 45 is going to start? Well, no, actually 50. Let's just say 50. I think it's a lot of it has to do with this, the crazy design. Mm -hmm. Like Tesla could have come out with uh, a truck that looked crazy. They could have still had a crazy truck without Mm -hmm. all this stainless rolled stainless steel. It's all about the production of this vehicle is where the the problems rely. They come, they could have come out with a crazy looking truck that was, just built like a regular truck, like a regular vehicle and brought it in at $40,000. They could have had it on the, on the roads already. It would be competing with the Rivian. They could have, you know, they could, they, they can build more than Rivian can because they're, they're Tesla. They have a bunch of factories. They know how to build a bunch of cars. Instead, they went with this, this, which, you know, at the time, like this, they went with whatever this is. So I'm at the event Yes. The truck comes up on stage Ooh. and I can tell you for like a moment, everyone thought he was trolling us. Everyone in that you audience really thought it was a joke. You're like, this isn't for real. Everyone in that audience, the fans, the journalists, the rich people and famous people that he, he invited, all of them thought, oh, he's just trolling us. And then he kept going and we're just like, oh, oh, so this is the thing. This is actually it. This is actually the thing you're okay. And then they hit it with a fake sledgehammer, and then they, um, and then they threw some uh, heavy, uh, <laughs> some heavy balls at it and broke windows. it. They broke the windows um, twice, and they're like, "Let's try it again." Let's try it so well the first time. Smash. And then we, I waited hours, and then I got a, dry, a ride in it, and Did it you was actually get to ride in it. Yeah, I got to ride in at the event, and, and it took a very long time. Sean Young was in front of me in line, and for some reason, she got the cut in line. I guess because she was in in Blade Runner. Um, fine, Sean Young. Uh, <laughs> Whatever, you're far more. It took it took a very long time to to and um, it was the I think it was the first event for one of my friends who's an automotive journalist who's been doing this way longer than me, um, since like early two thousand. Yeah, and we left, and we went to like in and out or whatever for, for dinner. And he told me I have been to hundreds, literally hundreds of these events. And I'm not a hundred percent sure what I just saw is real. <laughs> Even the next day. I'm like, I remember first of all, that the number of orders for this thing were bonkers. There was just a stupid number of orders that were placed. I had friends who pre-ordered it. Do they still have pre-orders? Oh no, no. They all canceled. They all canceled? <laughs> They're for, for various, for various reasons. Whether it be it took too long or because of Elon Musk's uh, behavior in the, the last like three I or four years. I think worried that this was actually the vaporware of cars or trucks. Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, so it was there was there was a bunch of reasons for 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 canceling it. And I even I even wrote an article saying you know it's crazy weird looking, yeah. but it's cool because it's crazy weird looking because it's it's like it's unlike anything else out there. It's not a work truck. It is definitely. It, People, the F- Ford should not be concerned about this no, truck. No, it's not that guy. Nobody who's like going to be towing no. that horse trailer has this. This is a totally different customer. No, this they, is a completely, completely different customer. So we don't know for sure at that price what the price is going to be. Like they, they haven't announced any kind of pricing. 
beyond that they pulled pricing at i think six months after it was they used to have pricing on the site and then they finally just pulled pulled it it. and you're like what they initially said not what it might actually be um they did say at this event that they they say they're going to have 250,000 trucks a year by 2025 they're going to be building which is that's a that's a huge huge number that's a huge number and there's a there's a great quote in this story on Autoblog from um, Ed Kim, who works for, or who is, I think, chief analyst at Auto Pacific. And he was saying, as far as pricing, he thinks it's going to be, quote, fairly premium. <laughs> fairly premium. I feel like it's that's just so hard to build. It's going to be fairly premium because of the stainless steel and that it's going to be more expensive to build it. I mean, stainless steel is pricey and the stamping required to do that is much more intensive. So it's not something you're going to be able to like, blam, blam, thank you, ma'am. Here you go. Here's your truck. It's going to take some time. I really think they should have like at some point a few years ago said, okay, we're still going to make the ridiculous version, but here's like the the Cybertruck mini or whatever. And just figured out a way to make something along the same design, you know, the same design language, but wasn't, you know, stamped, you know, stainless steel. It wasn't, you know, it it was just, looks like it's built like a regular car <laughs> and like you, can, and, but you know there's uh, no way he's gonna do that because half of what made this cool question mark interesting uh, interesting have we made this interesting is everyone you can't possibly be building something that looks like a little bit like a toddler drew a picture of a truck on a piece of paper with angles that are all kind of wonky right it has that thing like i drew a hood i drew a trunk i put two wheels in i have a car right like, i drew a triangle and i put some wheels on it is what it is right so if you don't build it looking this crazy, people are going to be like, "Oh, you didn't build what you said you were going to build." So he's going to. But build he could something. have built. He could have built that. He could have mm-hmm. still had that and say, "Hey, we're going to we're going to make fifty thousand of these, you know, twenty five thousand of these a year. You're going to pay a premium for it because they're crazy. But we're also going to put out this other vehicle, like this the like the, essentially the Model Three of trucks. We're going to make the Model Three of trucks. Well, it's going to be the maybe sun. that's maybe that's part of the Elon Musk grand plan that we get this crazy." Uh, Bazonkers cyber truck out there, and then it's called. Then we get cyber chocolate, which is a little bit smaller <laughs> and a little bit. It's more like musical. a chocolate. Cyber chocolate, like a chocolate. It's the chocolate. Oh, truck. I just. Like, I mean, if they, I mean, if Toyota beats them to, to market with that small truck, that's it. Here's another crazy thing. Just a side thing. Yeah. Toyota taking forever. Just like, what's Toyota doing with EVs? What's Toyota doing with EVs? And then all the EV concepts they show, you're like, oh my god, why aren't you building that? Right. Get it to, just build all the things you've and shown build us. Build all those concepts. It's great that you're. We won't care how long you've taken you to get here. Just yeah. build them. Just build them. We know you know just you know how to do that. Uh, and speaking of just building, uh, the UAW is causing challenges uh, for just building. Just, just creating and just showing up at auto shows. <laughs> so, like, oh, oh, they're they're not just anythinging. Um, so Stellantis, which is oh my god, it's huge, right? Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Chrysler, Fiat, Fiat Alfa Romeo. Did I forget any? It's like eighteen different car brands. Yeah, there's a bunch. They're not going to be out of um, going to be at. Uh, SEMA or the LA Auto Show. And they have blamed ye oldie UAW strike. Here, here's the thing. They don't need to be at these shows. No. <laughs> like, if you've talked to auto, if you've been to auto, if you talk to automakers over the past, like, five, six years, they'll tell us, yeah, we don't really, we're not going to that show. Why? It's, it's just a waste of money for us. It's like, you know, the, sometimes local dealerships, Local dealerships will show up with the cars. They don't need, you know, they don't, you know, 
especially the German. German's like, yeah, we're not going to those shows anymore. Um, and it seems it's a lot of money. Poor auto show, but God, is it expensive? It's it's, it's so insanely expensive to to, to do yeah. this, and the and what's the, the benefit is okay, we have news that day, but it's buried with everyone else's news. So well, if you have I news at eight a.m. And then there's yeah. like three other automakers have news at 9, 10, 11, 12, you know, whatever. Guess where your news is now? It's at the bottom of the page. Whereas you could just well, have an event where you just drag a bunch of people somewhere. You have the news all day. Do you remember back when auto shows were like before, a few years before actually, it wasn't, it really wasn't COVID that killed the auto show. They were already on the outs before COVID even started. COVID just like accelerated their decline. But you would go to the auto show and you would have when it was still huge, you'd have press conference after press conference, like bam, 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 for like two days in a row at some of them. And when you'd mm-hmm. have to do these like lists and stories and things for various websites, so like pick your five favorite, pick your 10 favorite, pick the, you, you couldn't cover everything. They'd be like, no, we just want the five most important of this or the 10 most important of that. And even then you're like, well, gosh, there were like 35 things. I have to pick 10. Okay, so you're literally cutting out news. That's actually still maybe pretty cool news because you don't have the like they don't want endless endless pages worth of nothing but auto show for a month on their sites. So yeah. you you cut that down. Like you said, if you just say forget it, we're not going to spend the outrageous amount of money required to be at an auto show. They could still fly every journalist they want into an offsite event someplace, and the benefit is that they get 100 percent of the coverage on that day is them. Toyota's not yep. competing with, uh, you know, Jeep. Jeep isn't competing with Ford. Ford isn't competing with whoever. If you have an event on a day and it's just, you get so much coverage. So, I mean, I guess it's, you know, okay. They said because of the UAW strike, they're going to pull out of these shows, but also feel like they're going to save a ton of cash and it's not a bad call. I wonder how yeah, often, I wonder how much, like, I wonder how much we're going to see more of that where the automakers are just like, even if they're at the show and they have, you know, vehicles for the consumers to see, you know, on the consumer days, but they're not so much doing great big press conferences and these whole big shindigs because it's just, they don't get them. That was the, the Detroit show. Yeah. Like I went to the Detroit show and I was like, there's four pieces of news. Like only like, they're all sort of like eh, news. Um, yeah. There's one like new vehicle, <laughs> there's one updated vehicle, but then everything else was just like, it was, it was, uh, you know, local dealerships and they had a little drive thing so people could drive EVs. So for consumers, for just regular folks who want to go to see the cars, it's awesome for news yeah. and stuff. You're like, ah, I don't, I don't need to go there. It's, and you know, it doesn't make sense to like have a, you know, like Volvo had like, there was a dealership there and they probably had EVs like rolling around. That's great. If you want to like look at a bunch of cars, you want to sit in cars. Um, but there's no need for, you know, Volvo corporate to like, okay, let's bring a giant, let's bring this huge giant, thing over right. now let's build it now let's like okay now we got yeah and let's let's come up with some news you know is the news ready well let's just announce it and then say it'll be ready in six months and you know now you're, you're now you're beholden to to a to some sort of arbitrary timeline <laughs> and, yeah right we said it would come out when well let's not say when and then we'll be okay but we gotta announce something because we spent all this money to have a big booth at the auto show and everybody's yeah. gonna be there and we have executives there so we have to announce something yeah I feel like auto shows just continue to, you know, the thing is though, really, like you said, for consumers, they're fabulous because it lets you see a huge number of vehicles all in one spot. A lot of them do the little ride and drives in there. Like, you know how they do like a Jeep does them and Ford does them where they're showing off the Bronco where you're going up and down little platforms and stuff. 
which isn't super exciting for us because we get to do that kind of stuff as a part of our jobs. But, you know, for the average consumer, okay, I want to see what it feels like. That's pretty cool. I want to drive that Bronco up there. It's pretty cool. So it does give you some great opportunities. Where else are you going to do that? Right? So it gives you a great opportunity to test this stuff out and like kind of get a little feel for it at an auto show or get, get behind the wheel of an EV for the first time ever to see what it's like to drive an EV and just experience an EV, even if it's just a ride along. That's still really cool. But for, you know, for a journalist perspective, it's kind of fun eye candy, but it's not really necessary. And yeah, I think, I think having these one-off of like day events where they fly us in, show us something and we all get all the details and we all talk about it is probably increasingly the way things are going to go. You think, you think auto shows for journalists oh, yeah. will be a thing of the past? I think, I mean, I think there's still going to be, you know, like, well, we're there. Let's do, let's have some news. Um, but I think, you know, I, I've, I've talked to a couple automakers who have told me point blank. They're like, yeah, we don't really do that anymore. Like, that's not a thing we're going to do. Like, we'll have, we'll have something there, but we're not going to do news. Yeah. We're going to, you know, and we're picking and choosing what events we're going to, which ones make sense for us. Like, you know, they'll look at regions and, you know, like, well, should we really be at this auto show? And you know what? There's a dealership nearby and they're happy to bring over like, you know, six cars. Which is far cheaper than having somebody truck them in from far, far away with all the stuff they need to do. And if those dealerships can sell some cars based on that, that's great for them as well. And then they're happy, and then they're getting leads right there at the dealer. That actually is like money in the dealer's pocket, so the dealers are happy. I think that makes yeah. sense. Although I did hear part of the one of the things with if they apparently auto show space and where you are in the auto show, once you have that reserve, once you give that up, it's hard to get that back. So if they make the decision oh, yeah. to pare down their footprint at any given auto show or remove their footprint, it can be very difficult to get that footprint back. Like Porsche's spot at the LA Auto Show. Yes. That feels like it's a very coveted spot. It's a special little spot. So if they give that up, if they back out and somebody else takes that spot, that doesn't mean they can just be like, hey, we're back. It's like, no, you got to suck it up, boys. You told us you didn't want this. And now, now you can have it. Somebody else took it. It's gone. You blew it. So we we can't have nice things. Yeah, we can't have nice things. So we have one more piece of additional Tesla news. I probably should have talked about it when we were talking about the Cybertruck, but Sam would have. I'm not that smooth. Um, so this is about the model three Highland isn't the range that you thought it was going to be. So there was some testing of this and I think the range didn't come up with it with what it said. Are you surprised? No, it's so the way EPA tests are done is that there's, there's three, there's, there's so many tests that they can do. Everyone does like the shorter tests number and they have this adjustment rate that they all use, and that's how they get their EPA range. Mm-hmm. Tesla and Lucid, they go for uh, they they opt for more of these tests, more cycles, and then that allows them to to use a different adjustment uh, factor. And so that's how they get these these larger numbers that don't quite work out in the real world. <laughs> like <laughs> if I drive a Ford and I do it on my range test. 90% of the time, it's going to hit that EPA range. Right. If I drive a Hyundai or a German vehicle, typically it it uh, exceeds the range by a little bit. Um, if I drive a Tesla or uh, actually a Lucid, up until recently, the Lucid Air Pure um, ended up pretty being pretty dead on. But like the Teslas and the Lucids would always come underneath mm-hmm. because they're using a, just a different adjustment um, range. So it's, it's, it's a difference in how they're doing the testing at the EPA level. And um, so whenever a Tesla is like, oh, it didn't get as good range. I'm like, yeah, because it's a whole, it goes back to some, yeah. 
they're not doing the exact same tests as say Ford or Hyundai or um, or BMW. Yes, so it's different testing. So it looks like based on this is testing that Motor Trend did, and according to what they were seeing, they feel like the 2023 versions of the cars are actually going to get a worse range than the cars they're replacing. Womp womp. Womp womp. Do you think anyone will care who's buying a Tesla? Not really. I think you just see that number and you're like, okay, you know, that's, that, that's, that's, and that's the, the weird thing about it is that, you know, you see the number and you're just like, oh yeah, this is great. Um, this is exactly one, but you know, Motor Trend also does it in theirs is like a 70 mile right. an hour on the highway the whole time, which is not something the average person does on a regular basis. Right. Like you're not driving, you know, you're, you're usually driving like my test involves half of 70 miles an hour on, on the freeway, but also half like just driving around town. Right. Because it and is so, a combination. You aren't, I mean, of course you're on a road trip, you're beaming down the highway at a high speed, but you're generally driving around your house, driving, you know, your yeah. neighborhood, driving back and forth to the grocery store, driving, you know, yeah. a bit more stop and go than just like blazing down the highway at 70 miles yeah. an hour. So this might but, not be entirely accurate, but it still does kind of indicate maybe not what were, they were, what Tesla Yeah, was but they do the exact same test every time, which is good. So, you know, if you look at the Hyundai, it's 19% below EPA, but if, you know, it's, it, if you look at the, uh, I guess the Highland, the Model 3 Highland is 26, the, for the long range, it's 26% below EPA, which is like, oof. Do we know why they okay. call it the Highland? I keep feel, thinking Highlander. I, I think it feels It's probably has something to do with Highlander, area. as far as I can tell. It should be like. And you're talking about plaid and, yeah. you know, they have plaid on the, the Model S and the Model X and. I really, you know, I hadn't really thought about it. That's all I can think of is like it's the Scottish version of the Tesla. There can be only one. They're probably walking around the factory. There can be only one. You can have a sword that's like hidden in the center console. No one knows that their center console is not as long as a sword. Sword comes out anyway. The new front end of the Tesla, though, kind of looks like the Ionic 6. Do you think? Just a scooch. Wait, now I got to bring it back up. I closed the I closed the window. I got to bring it back up. Is that what's in the picture on this story? Yeah, just scroll down Let's to the see, bottom. Wait, I'm going to scroll down and see if the picture. It's loading really slowly. Do 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 do. You think it looks like an Ionic Six? Just just a little bit. A little bit. Oh, now I see it. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. yeah. I think I, the light. I think it's a light. I was going to say the lighting. That's probably part of it. Yeah, Which is, you know, cars thing. look like each other. That's just the thing. They look, that yeah, cars all look like cars. I don't yeah. think Tesla people are like, oh my God, there's the Ionic 6. And then at the last minute change their their design language. Like, we got to make it look like an Ionic 6. Yeah. We got to make it look like that one because everyone likes that one. And everyone does like, does yeah. anyone not like the Ionic 6? Isn't it like sort of like a favorite car among the EV? I think people, people yeah, I've, I, yeah. My only issue with the Ionic 6 is headroom. Especially oh, in the rear. Uh, rear headroom. If you're taller than me, it gets gets difficult. Um, I will say that it is it is a uh, dogs love it. So me and Mark Takahashi were on the Onyx Six drive, and I believe Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I've gone or where I've been in my it life. Was Arizona. I did that one too. You are correct. Oh, okay. So we're in Arizona. We're driving around, and we just see these this dog just wandering out, like near like sort of a housing area in the yeah. desert, but it was outside of it, and it just kind of looked like it was having a good time, but also lost. So me, because I, you know, dogs and cats. Um, so I pulled over and I, you know, we look around, there's no one around. So, you know, there's, there's a phone number on the dog's collar. So I call the phone number and I'm like, they're like, Oh my God, yeah, he, he just, he got out. We've been looking for him. And so they're coming to, to, to pick up the dog. The dog immediately just jumps into the back of the Ionic six and just hangs out back there. He's like, He's like Hey, how's it going? We're going for a drive. Ride. I don't need my owners. Let's go. 
Let's go. So Ionic Six, perfect for dogs. Perfect that's, for that's... dogs. Ah. Uh, okay. You want to get to some questions, Robbie? You want to do listener? All right. Question? Let's see. Let's see. This is a huge question. I feel like you should. This one from Adam Jakowenko. I feel like you should read this. Okay. As you may recall, the high voltage junction box HJ, HVJB has long been a problem for many Mustang Mach-E owners, including myself, and Ford's fix was an OTA update that didn't actually fix anything about the root cause. It just allowed the car to keep running so you could limp it to a dealer. Then NHTSA launched an investigation after so many customer complaints. Well, very exciting news for many of us owners who have been driving around all this time with the ever-present possibility of them failing on us at any time. See attached notice to dealers. Uh, I've also... yeah. Da, 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 da. There's no action taken yet, so it'll be interesting. We'll see what's official. Oh, okay, so like apparently something they're doing something. Seems Ford is finally going to do what they should have done all along, which is proactively replace every faulty HVJB that they knew could fail from what I can only assume is a design flaw. Now, from what I see in the notice, it looks like it will be a software update and hardware replacement. Uh, the Maki forums are filled with happy people today because up until this point, they've been more so filled with people posting pictures of their cars getting towed from the HVJB failing. It's hard to know how much the NHTSA investigation had to do with this, but I can only assume it played a role as owners have been begging for to do something for this for years to no avail. I absolutely love this car in every every way except for this one, so it's great to see it finally being addressed. Will will make future owners future years of ownership so much more enjoyable, which is you know sort of like the deal with you know NHTSA and all these these regulatory things, and sort of the, the one of the great things about the internet is that. If there's a problem with your car, you can go out and find out, oh, man, a lot of people have problems with this car. Oh, we're all having the exact same problem. And it's a lot easier to sort of hassle regulators like NHTSA when you could just go on. You could do a form. You can say, hey, you know, I would like to tell you that this thing has happened to my car. And you can reach out to Ford. And it, it's a lot easier. Like back in the day, you'd have to like – I wouldn't know how to get hold of NHTSA. You'd have like no, do you go, to the, no did you go to, to the white pages? Yeah. Do I go to – You'd have no <laughs> idea either like, oh, am I the one person that had this issue? Oh, maybe it's just me. I got unlucky. I got something of a lemon. I'm going to have to suffer through this. But if you're on the internet – and you look, you're like, oh, this thing broke. Let me Google that. And suddenly you see legions of owners who've had the same issue. Then you know, too, like, wait, 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 let's push this because it's not just one or two of us. It's a huge number of us. There's something wrong. We need to fix it. And I think it's good that now, like an agency like NHTSA can be like, okay, wait a minute. We can see all these reports. I don't have to have an official report. You can see that consumers are having a problem. And I think that's a good thing because it pushes NHTSA and the automakers to say, okay, wait. It's not a one-off. It's not an anomaly. Yeah. We have an issue we need to replace. So I think that's good news for people who have the Mustang Mach-E. There must be very happy yeah. Mach-E owners. And that means that you know, future Mach-E's will, be, will not have this issue. And you know this kind of happens a lot, especially with first year, second year of a, of a vehicle being built. You know, automakers can do a billion little tests. Right. Um, but then once it gets out into the real world, that's when things weird things will pop up. So it's not unusual for for especially first year cars that have something weird wrong with them well, that has to be replaced. I remember very early on in automaker, I was talking to someone about buying a new car that had just come out, and she literally said to me, because I was really new to this whole automotive journalism thing, she said, "Wait until year two. And I said, "Why wait oh, yeah. until year two? Because at the time I didn't know, and she said exactly what you just said, Robbie. We do such extensive testing. We try to hit every use case you can possibly think of. We try to do everything. And she's like, and without fail, there is something that we miss, not through lack of trying, 
But because vehicles are so complicated, you miss things. Or there's some certain way people use things that we didn't anticipate that causes a problem. But she's like, wait till year two. By year two, we'll have had a chance to see the thing that we missed. She's like, because there's always something. There's always something. Sometimes really tiny, sometimes a little bit bigger. But it's just it's just the nature of development of vehicles. There's probably something that was missed. So if you wait a year, you're probably going to have one that's they've already already figured it out hopefully and you've you know not all the problems sometimes problems take longer but at least a year gives them a little bit of time to go whoops we need to correct that we need to fix that thing yeah yeah mm-hmm. i mean I've, I've i've had automakers actually say like i really want this car when you bring it out they're like well you're not going to get the year one car because it's, everyone's going to buy it and also don't buy a year one yeah car. don't buy a year one. Um, if you can afford it if you you know and if you're like super hardcore into it that's that's awesome um but but typically even if you like wait for like a you know, six months in, you could probably get a better. Right? Yeah. Even, <laughs> yeah. That, even just waiting a little bit, like let the initial, the initial production run roll off the assembly line and end up in people's hands. So that if there's a problem, it becomes a known thing. And they're like, Oh, we got to fix that little wire. We got to fix that little harness. We got to yeah. fix that little bolt, whatever. They fix that thing before you get your hands on it. So yeah, yeah, don't buy your one unless you really, really have to, and you're ready to deal with the problems of buying your one. Yeah. And sometimes they come out and they're totally fine, but right. You know. Yeah. But I feel like, but, yeah. again, cars are super complicated and they're just getting far more they're, they're just getting more complicated for for reasons yes exactly so right. we have a second question from adam this is also adam on our little notes he says i know this topic's been belabored so no need to spend much time in it but i thought i'd share how i know a nice normal non-car expert family who is very excited about the ev9 because they are just wanted it and they're ready to move to a, an ev as a family and they put in their order and were just notified by their particular dealer that there's a $15,000 markup to the vehicle. So they declined the order and they're not going to get it. Um, and he said, I know they could call around and, you know, to other dealerships. They don't want the hassle. Um, so this is dealer specific. It's But now, because of that, they're so aggravated, they've sworn off Kia as a brand, which is actually a super negative impact from a dealer doing that. Um, even with chip shortages and supply issues easing, it seems we're still firmly stuck in markup land on popular cars for the foreseeable future. It's also the reason I'm keeping my Mach-E when lease is up next year. I want to get an Ionic 5, 5N, 5N. But I know... Oh, the 5N's going to be, yeah. Yeah, Ionic 5N, <laughs> geez. But I know I have a better chance of getting a Tesla that can safely drive itself than ever finding a 5N without a markup. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, you're not going to... Uh, any sort of... Um, and it's why you, you're not going to be able to get a GR Corolla. Yeah. I mean, this is always going to be if if there's a, a high performance version of a vehicle, it's the markups are just going to be. It, and this is always, you know, the Type R's have always been too expensive. Right. The you know everything like that. You're going to get hosed by the dealer, and it sucks because the dealership isn't the automaker. That's the crazy thing. The dealership isn't the automaker, and what happens here is like, well, we're not going to get an EV9, and we're never going to get a Kia. This isn't Kia's fault. This is that dealership's fault. That's but now crazy. Kia, Kia is Kia is being blamed by this, and this is the bad. This is what happens when you you know the dealerships have a ton of political pull, and they can kind of do whatever they want. And the 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 folks that are you know they you know consumers get you know hosed, mm-hmm. and then the dealer and then the the company itself looks evil. And it's not even the company's fault. That's, well, and you know, that's so very true. I mean, I know people get really mad. You know, the Kia dealership slighted me. The Ford dealership slighted me. The, you know, Mazda dealership slighted me. And then when the dealership does something that really is stupid and obnoxious, like a $15,000 markup on the car Jeez. that you put a deposit on, 
your instinct is not only do I hate the dealer, but I hate the brand. And, you know, there's only so much like, and sometimes automakers will take action against that. Something happened a while ago. People, I want to say it was Ford. A Ford. They yeah. were, they were upping, they were putting these huge markups and it's like, well, we can't stop them. But it also, you know, when allocations come for who gets what down the line, you know, those things can be considered. There's only so much an automaker can do when a dealership wants to charge you an extra 20 grand for a car, especially if there's someone who goes, okay, I want it bad enough and I have the money, I don't care. And that's where you kind of get stuck. But I think it, it really is important to note that this is a dealer thing. Like, don't knock the brand. Don't swear off Kia forever. If you can convince friends who are ticked off because something like this happens at a dealership, to swear off that dealership, but not to swear off the brand. Look for a dealership that doesn't have that problem. Give yeah. your money to those guys. It's in a way you're, you know, support the dealerships that are doing a good job, you know, regardless of the brand itself. If you really want the car, shop around for it a little bit. It's a pain in the butt, but don't knock like every Kia ever, every Ford ever, every Mazda ever, because you have a negative dealership experience. Because eventually you're not going to be being able to buy a car because there are nasty, obnoxious dealerships for every brand. <laughs> and eventually you will throw them all off. Enjoy riding your bicycle to work. Yeah, I think there's there's a site markups.org that I've talked about a couple times. Um, if you're, I think if you're just even looking into the EV9, I think the EV9 is going to, I think it's the it's the new tally, it's the electric tally ride. It's going to do really well. It you know, it starts at what like fifty six thousand dollars. It's affordable. It's gonna, yeah, yeah, it's affordable. It's got three like usable rows. I drove it around Korea. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just a great great car. Um, I think. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's going to be in high demand, but it's also, you know, especially if you've you've ordered it and they're like, yeah, we'll give it to you, but now now you have to give us fifteen thousand dollars. That's obnoxious. It's it's super obnoxious, and it's it's a great way to like make sure that that person is going to tell everyone, including the people on a podcast, <laughs> not right? to go to that dealership. Right. And you know, you, these dealerships, you know, they they you know they they're going to want you to come in. And, you know, they, they need to make relationships with these folks, especially as more and more vehicles go EV, because, you know, you got to come in, I got to rotate my tires, I got to like do some like weird little things. And there, there's fewer things that go wrong with an EV, typically, right. like mechanical, mechanically. So you're going to want to be good friends with those people. So when stuff does go wrong, they come in, they're like, oh, can you rotate my tires? Or, oh, hey, this this charge port door isn't working correctly. Or, or But if you're like just if you're just sort of trying to get this, you know, this this extra ten thousand dollars out of them, fifteen thousand dollars. They're not going to come back to you if they do buy the car, and they're definitely not going to tell their friends that go there who have like that. Somehow the dealers must think. I mean, he's doing right. This dealership's put an extra fifteen grand on this car. They must think that the net over time, unless they're just really short sighted, you've got to look as a dealer and go, "Well, I'm going to make an extra fifteen thousand dollars off of someone on this, but that guy is never going to buy another Kia for me, or the people that I pissed off, they're never going to buy another Kia for me, yeah. and their friends are never going to buy another Kia for me. They're all going to go to a different dealership." They're never going to come to me for service. They're going to go to the other guy. It seems like it would be pretty obvious that the long term from this is not going to be positive, but yet they still do it. Maybe it is more positive. I think they just it. look like, well, well, this is the price the market will bear, which yeah. is, you know, That's the laziest lame. thing people think people say. I, I went to a dealership where they're like, yeah, we, we don't, none of the Broncos come leave our shop for less than with, they all have a $40,000 markup. Are this is kidding? way, this is, this is during lockdown still. This is right after the Bronco came. $40,000 markup for every Bronco. Markup of a car. They're marked up yeah. the price of an entire car. 
It's the the BRZ still has, as far as I can tell, it still has like a thirteen to fifteen thousand dollar markup Gosh, in my area. That's insane. That's half the price of the car. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not buying a new car right now. I'm like, no, I don't want to deal with this. I can't deal with yeah. these crazy markups. I don't want to. Yeah. It's hard enough buying a car and the haggling and the back and forth and paying extra for the carpet and floor mats you shouldn't be getting anyway. I don't want to do any of that. I don't want to have to deal with a huge markup. Yeah. So anyway, dealerships, if you, you know, long term relationships i feel like are important i mean fifteen thousand dollars is not it's nothing to sneeze at you're like well we got to 50 they're never going to come in but the life of their vehicle they maybe would have spent you know five thousand dollars we're getting ten thousand dollars more yeah but they're also like those people are are, a they're never going to go there they're never going to buy from you and they're going to tell their friends about you that's just it so the five thousand dollars, you know, the ten thousand dollars you made. Well, now you, there's five or six people. Like, oh wait, now you, you now you have a net loss right. of, 10, of fifteen thousand yeah. dollars. You lost a lot more than you think you have. Dealerships yeah. <laughs> uh, do well. that obnoxious stuff. Be nice. Short term. So maybe they hope people have amnesia. They forget. I would, they just roofie everyone after they get their car. <laughs> no, they need a little blinky light from Men in Black. You did not. Men get in Black. Get <laughs> yep. Bink. You get a forget me not pill and on that note i think we've covered everything we had this week did you have anything else you wanted to add or is that it for you robbie that is it uh you can put a lot of bricks in the back of a uh subaru uh, cross trick yeah because so you don't need a truck that's why the truck there you go i'll talk more about subaru next week and and next week i believe we have the whole crew back together again yeah to be all of us back together so next week sam will be back and probably really jet lag because he's coming from or is he in Tokyo, Korea, wherever the heck he is? Sing I don't know. I'm. You know what's funny is the next day after the podcast, I'm going to Singapore. Oh my gosh! See, everybody's going other out. There. I'm going to be not jet lagged. I just got back from Spain, so this is my jet lag day. So I, I am going to be. I'm going to be the only one who's awake. So, yay! Okay, that's it, everyone. Take care. We'll see you next time. Bye.